Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Metroscope, an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. They've been voted one of the top 100 best nonprofits to work for in Oregon for four years. This time on the show, let's talk about also... On the show this time, I would like to welcome Brett Turner, Chief Executive Officer, and Shay Walker, Chief Operating Officer, with ALSO, Advocates for Life Skills and Opportunity. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. Hi, thanks so much. Well, let's get started first, Brett. Let me ask you, tell me about ALSO. Well, ALSO stands for Advocates for Life Skills and Opportunity. We were formerly known as Adult Learning Systems of Oregon. Uh, We really like the acronym ALSO, so we kept that and now refer to ourselves just as ALSO. ALSO is a provider organization that supports people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Um, Our mission is to to promote the full inclusion of people with developmental and intellectual disabilities in the life of their community. Uh, We're headquartered here in Portland, and uh, we also have a substantial presence in Central Oregon as well. And uh, altogether, we support uh, several hundred people and employ several hundred people as well. Brett, how long have you been with ALSO? Close to 18 years now. And Shay, how about you? Uh, three months. Oh, so you're, you're pretty new. I am brand new to also. <laughs> How's it going so far? What do you think? Oh, it's great. It's great. Good place. So let's talk about intellectual and developmental disabilities, or sometimes referred to as IDD. Is that correct? It is. Uh, yeah, it's actually a, a clinical diagnosis or designation. Um, it's a... Uh, it's one of those terms that I think people in the field tend to feel uh, is quote unquote a label um, and not necessary in defining the value or the worth of a person. However, it is a designation that helps define um, how services are delivered in Oregon and the statute and ultimately the rules are defined uh, for people. What, what is life like for people with IDD in Oregon? Wow, um, I think I think this has been an evolving thing. Uh, Brett and I were talking a bit about this um, before the call. I, having worked in the field for a couple of decades, we both of us have been able to see um, kind of this evolution of services over time. Um, people who experience intellectual and developmental disability um, in Oregon have a you know have the same type of or quality of life as anyone. Um, part of our our system is developed and our provider organizations are developed to ensure that we're helping to bridge that gap sometimes between, um, you know, a person with partial inclusion in their community or their world and full inclusion. And so very often people who may experience IDD in Oregon who, and are a part of this, this service industry will will very much individualize and cater the services to meet their needs, um, and that can be as varied as you or I. 
it really is all about inclusion, right? Yes, absolutely. And uh, one point of clarity I want to mention is that, you know, the, the, the idea or the diagnosis of, of intellectual and development disability is very broad. And um, it can be somebody, uh, for example, with Asperger's and uh, or somebody that um, that's had a traumatic brain injury at a young age. Um, anyway, the, the idea or, or level of service really varies considerably on, on, on each person. And um, there's no... Uh, no general one-fits-all type of um, uh, support mechanism for the for each person. Brett, let me ask hey, you. Might, oh, go ahead, please. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, this is Che. I, I did want to throw in here, and I, I think it's important that our our field exists, and uh, as a as a testament sometimes to the marginalization of a group of people. And unfortunately, despite the many strides, I think. Um, our, our cultures have taken in supporting and embracing people with different abilities. Um, I think uh, providing services, helping to advocate for those services in our communities still is a, it still shows that we have some room to grow um, as, a, as a community. Tell me about the services that also provides. Uh, well, also um, uh, provides uh, 24 residential supports that we provide in-home supports for both children and adults, uh, as well as employment uh, to help find employment uh, in the community for people with disabilities. And what is and, it? Uh, Go ahead. Oh, oh, and we have uh, an art gallery that um, that helps find uh, artistic uh, expressions for people. Uh, and that one's located in Troutdale. What kind of employment opportunities are you seeing out there? Well, this is um, actually an area that we've had um, the, the biggest expansion of services over the last several years, um, and um, it, it really has been evolved in pretty much every business that most people are aware of. Um, so, so the employment is catered around the person and carved uh, for each individual person, and um, you know, it, it would be places that everybody recognizes, such as the Moda Center, the Blazer Games, Timbers Games. Costco, Fred Myers, um, pretty much any employer um, in Oregon, that major employer in Oregon that people would, would recognize. That's uh, that's great uh, that, that the businesses step up and, and want to help out, right? I, I think it is. This is Jay. Um, I think it's I think it, it's a testament to the importance of this. I also, you know, tend to want to move back to the, the reality that these are amazing employees. They come with amazing skills, um, gifts, if you will, and um, sometimes just need a little bit of support to really realize their full capacity in any working situation. I've found that, quite frankly, that's what um, kind of great employers learn over time is that um, if there was a hesitancy, uh, pretty quickly it dissolves and um, they're proud to have people be a part of their team. And we're proud to kind of step back and let that person shine in all of their capacity. What are some misconceptions that are out there that employers may have? I would say uh, one misconception is that a, a person with a disability isn't, um, uh, I think of the right word here, or right words, that, that a person with disabilities is not um, as valuable as, as maybe somebody without disabilities. Um, and we actually just heard testimonies last week of, of how the culture shifted in such a positive way that uh, everybody be, 
became more productive um, when this particular employer um, hired several people with disabilities. I might add that um, I think commonly employers without experience perhaps um, in, in understanding how to work with a person and or a provider um, sometimes assume that they're going to have to not only pay the wages uh, of the person supported but potentially add staff or add some type of, uh, I don't know, modification to the work environment um, and that it becomes a costly element. Um, in reality, I think given the same testimonies that uh, Brett was referencing, um, employers, one employer after another, uh, in talking about their successes, realize that those services are a part of what a provider like ours um, kind of steps up to provide. And in doing so, really, it's, it's really a no-risk situation. It's an opportunity for somebody to learn, expand, uh, and provide a great service as an employee. And our job is to help to assist to make that uh, as successful as possible. Can I just add one point of clarity that we heard a testimony again last week, um, an employer was frustrated because they often heard the, the idea or, or, or uh, explanation that they are doing great work and this is such a great, um, that you're doing this for your, our community. And, 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 and this business owner was very clear to say that this is not a charity job. This is an expectation. Um, just because I'm hiring somebody with a disability doesn't mean that I have any different level of expectation for this person as I do any other employee. That's a great thing to hear. Do you hear that a lot? of employees are your clients? Well, we have um, people that, um, that, you know, work in, in restaurants and do um, cleanup work from, uh, I'm, you know, thinking of some of the uh, different opportunities to, like, uh, for example, um, the, the last Blockbuster video in, in Bend, uh, we have a couple of employees that work there that, um, that stock shelves and do different types of Yeah, they're quite famous. It is the last yeah. blockbuster. What a historic yeah. job that is. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of exciting. And as you can imagine, it's become a destination point uh, we were pleased to learn. So, um, yeah. yeah. And those employees get an added benefit of being on the Ellen Show and all of these other uh, uh, famous things that come with the uh, publicity that that last blockbuster gets. Yeah. They must be, in general, all of your clients must be very excited to, to get to work and and have a fulfilling aspect of their life be a job? You know, I, I think that that's a really great point. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of the many reasons why we do this work. I, you know, I recognize, I've been, I mentioned that I've been here at also for eight, almost 18 years, but I've actually been doing this work for, for 30 years. And I've watched an evolution of services happen in those 30 years. And one thing I recognized about a decade ago was um, that most of us identify who we are, um, one of the very first things that we identify is what we do for a living or, or um, 
what we do for a career. And uh, I, re- I, I realized that many of the people that I had been working with for, for nearly 20 years did not have that same um, pride in um, who they identify themselves as a person. And so it's been really exciting to watch us provide these services and watch people identify um, with what they do for a living as who they are. It must absolutely change their lives. I think it. I think it does. I mean, I, I think fundamentally, as Brett was saying, it's a part of how we define ourselves. Um, and it's such a, I don't know, it, it is such a, a humbling thing to be a part of, of helping someone realize their their possibility uh, in that. I would also say that I think, um, like anyone who works in any job, there are sometimes great fits, uh, not necessarily an element of a disability per se, but just perhaps a cultural fit or a relational fit. Um, you know, we, we tend to glean toward working with people that we enjoy and that we like um, with a mission that's focused and dedicated and associated with our values. And the people we support are no different. Um, they're value-oriented. They want a career that kind of expands who they are and what they can be. Um, and then we have people in different aspects of this journey everywhere from the beginning to um, really kind of focusing on working in their dream jobs. And some of us can kind of take our jobs for granted, right? Like if we get up, we go to work, we get off work, we go home. No, that, that never happens. <laughs> 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 yeah, certainly. I think we do. Um, and I think one of the things that from a, a very personal standpoint, getting to see the excitement, um, Sometimes the, I don't know, the, the very small things that I so commonly take for granted in, in my work or in the people that I care about that I work with, um, and you get to see that kind of uh, I don't know, demonstrated by the people that we support um, and the pride that, that they take in this, um, you know, it's, it's really fulfilling. It, it tends to remind us why we've decided to dedicate our lives to this field. I think about um, another uh, testimonial that I just recently heard from an employer that uh, that she's director of uh, uh, of a uh, hotel chain uh, in in uh, Central Oregon. She was describing this one particular employee that um, that is somebody that we help uh, support there, and he's a uh, a maintenance person. She said that he is her absolutely most reliable employee. I think in four years that he's worked there, he hadn't missed a, maybe one day or maybe not a single day. Wow. But I'm pretty sure she told him to go home. So <laughs> Yes. I, yeah, the one time that he was in his, yeah, uh, may have been a snow day or something, she told him to go home. <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't get that from every employee, do you? No. As somebody who employs over uh, nearly 300 people, uh, yeah, we, we don't experience that. We're talking today with Brett Turner and Shay Walker with ALSO, which stands for Advocates for Life Skills and Opportunity. Now, what separates ALSO from other organizations that do this, this similar work? What makes you guys so great? Well, I will tell you it's um, essentially one simple question that we asked. And I, I, I didn't know how to answer that question, and we've been getting that a lot. And I realized um, after many parents and people that were looking for services came to us, and uh, we would ask one simple question, what would your ideal uh, life or situation look like? Um, and for whatever element that they're coming to us looking for a place to live, coming to, to help support them in their home, uh, helping to find employment, they could be looking for whatever avenue. 
But just stepping back and asking that simple question, what does your ideal life look like, um, oftentimes has led us down a path that, that none of us actually expected and, and provide supports in a way that um, that is different than even maybe what they came to us for. And I would say that is um, definitely the thing that sets us apart. It's something a question that I feel like anybody uh, looking for services or support should ask, but um, it is definitely the one thing that is um, unique about also. And your staff seems to be pretty happy there too, right? Yeah, for five years in a row, we've been voted by our employees as one of the 100 best nonprofits to work for in the in the state of Oregon. That's so, that's a good testament right there. Over 21,000 nonprofit uh, nonprofits in the state. That says a lot. Say so you've only been there, you say, for a few months. How, how is it so far? Do you agree? Uh, yes. I mean, I, I do. <laughs> I think. Um, kind of a loaded question. It is. It is. And, you know, as I sit here with my boss yeah. uh, trying to, yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, the real answer is I, I I didn't come here accidentally. It's a wonderful organization, um, and it's very aligned with my values. Having worked in this field for quite some time, I can say that there are some really great organizations providing similar services in the state of Oregon, and, um, and we're as a field, work very closely together um, to ensure advocacy um, for the people that we support, certainly at every level um, in in government. But I will say one of the things I found very refreshing here at also is um, a very, very positive outlook on trying and generating possibility for people. Um, I think it's one of the things that also really should take pride in. Um, sometimes it seems like a daunting element or one that we don't have a lot of resource in either uh, capacity or funding or whatever it may be, but um, sometimes it's just that first step. And um, I, yeah, I'm really happy to be a part of a team that's willing to step out there and risk. One of the programs that I see listed on your website is uh, supported living. Tell me about that. What is, what do you, what is meant by supported living and how does that all work? encompasses both our in-home supports and actually the uh, the service element that's called supported living. And that's essentially us providing support to a person in their home. It could be in an apartment, it could be in their family's home, and it really could vary uh, substantially in the amount of hours a person gets. Um, that could be daily, it could be weekly, it could, in rare situations, actually 24 hours a day for, for a person. Yeah, think very individualized, um, and I think it helps to explain it. Um, and it, of course, it's very associated with our mission overall, um, creating those individualized opportunities for people to thrive and grow. Um, and sometimes the supported living model can be very nimble, and it would allow that person to have modification or changes to the supports they need, sometimes very quickly, um, which is really what it's all about. It's make sure that you're providing the best service where it needs to be and when. One of the other programs I want to hear about too is the, is the arts program. Tell me about that. Well, that actually evolved. Uh, we used to have something that we called a day program where people uh, came together and uh, it was one specific element within that day program. Uh, when one, per, one person came in and taught uh, instruction to people and we realized or um, at, uh, it became known that several people were artists that we had no idea. And um, 
so we developed a gallery, which is um, it's uh, called All, Also Arts and Gallery, and that is um, a place where uh, people come and learn different types of uh, media, art mediums, and then um, and actually have an opportunity to sell that art uh, along with other uh, community artists uh, throughout uh, the Northwest in the gallery that's in Troutdale. It's in uh, downtown Troutdale. And uh, the, what is so fantastic is that you will go into that gallery and you cannot tell uh, art that's created by people with uh, disabilities or without um, so many people with different levels of abilities that um, they get to showcase and sell their art in that gallery. It, it really is pretty amazing. I think that's one of the most intentional aspects of it and one that I want to follow up with. It's, it, it really is an art gallery. It's a community art gallery um, despite its focus from our organization or its support. It's about bringing artists together to explore what they love, display that information. There's some great events that happen um, in many different mixed mediums. Um, it's just a, it's a wonderful example of our mission. And the gallery is open to the public, right? Yes, it's open. Uh, boy, I'm going to get the hours wrong. <laughs> it's open, I believe, Tuesday through Saturday, uh, 10 to 4. Art is such an amazing way of expression. I bet the people you work with really just love that. Yeah, it, uh, it it's so reflective of who we are as an organization now that it is um, all artists is part of, if you come into our main office or into many of our programs, art that's created at the gallery um, can be sh showcased and seen it, it throughout the organization. As a matter of fact, the room that we're sitting in right now is uh, full of art that has been created out of the gallery. It's pretty exceptional, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you both this question, and Shay, I'll start with you. What do you see in the future? What's, what's happening in the future for ALSO? Oh, well... Um, there is a lot. Uh, one thing I think we can both agree on is that our our field and uh, our chosen career um, changes and evolves all of the time. And one one service element that I think we're very interested in um, excelling in is serving children in Oregon. Um, if if people have been reading or listening to the information that's being shared in Oregon uh, presently, there's been quite a, a bit of information about this demand and need to serve children um, experiencing both mental health-related uh, diagnoses, but also intellectual and developmental disability. And um, with an organization like ours, with a mission as focused on individualism as it is, uh, we think we'll be a, a wonderful provider in serving children. I have some experience in that from the past that I bring here, and it is a part of our, our focused uh, strategy in the next um, few months to start developing services to meet the needs for children um, with exceptional needs in this way. Brett, let me turn to you and ask you the same question. What do you see in the future? What's what's happening with ALSO and people with disabilities in, in our near future and even distant future? Well, I will say the one thing I have been really excited about in the last several years is that, uh, that our state has answered um, the needs for people by allowing them to direct their own services. And so as a provider of services, we will just continue to evolve our services based on what people want. And um, and essentially that's who we are today is because of that. Uh, the reason that we have um, all the different services that you see on our website are because those are what people and their families are asking for. And we will continue to uh, 
of all of our services based on what people want. How can the public at large help out also? Well, we have um, opportunities for uh, volunteer at the gallery um, as well as some uh, major fundraisers that, uh, that we do specific for the art program but also for other key areas within the organization such as uh, assistive technologies to help people live more independent lives. And so, um, you know, following us on social media and uh, also uh, watching our, our web our webpage, uh, website, um, are opportunities to see where we have um, events and such that can help support our organization. And I, I think also most importantly, and we oftentimes forget to say this, is you know, everybody knows somebody that's looking for a job and also is always looking for people with a caring heart. Um, we can do all the training and necessary needed to help um, people find a career in this line of work, but um, uh, some oftentimes just knowing that we're out here um, and there's people that are needing uh, the services and the one area that that we are most challenged with is, is uh, finding good quality staff to do the work. Well, keep doing the good work that you are doing. You guys are doing amazing stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We've been talking today with Brett Turner, Chief Executive Officer, and Shay Walker, Chief Operating Officer with Also. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Metroscope is an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend.